Breaking the Silence with Dr. Gregory Williams. Dr. Williams is the author of the acclaimed book, Shattered by the Darkness, Putting the Pieces Back Together After Child Abuse. Dr. Williams is on the senior leadership team at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas. And Dr. Williams travels the United States speaking and training professionals, parents, and victims about the importance of dealing with abuse and personal trauma head-on and not being afraid to break the silence of your own personal pain. Feel free to call in to tonight's show at 888-627-6008 and speak with Dr. Williams and his guests live on air. And now, your host, Dr. Williams. Good afternoon and welcome to Breaking the Silence, I guess, in some parts of the country, in the world, it's actually evening or even morning, but welcome to my home and welcome to the most beautiful city in the world, Houston, Texas, and we are live tonight and it is an honor to be with you this evening and I want to let you know, I hope you have some duct tape and you're going to just have to tape your socks on because we're going to blow your socks off with the program that we have tonight. The last two or three weeks have been absolutely awesome. Tonight's going to be no different. And next week, we have two men that called me out of the literal blue off LinkedIn. They said they just asked God to who to contact, and they contacted me within two minutes. I was on the phone with them, uh, Gabe and Gavin, and they've run a wilderness camp for veterans dealing with PTSD and transition problems, and they are Christ-led and based, and it is going to be an absolutely unbelievable program. That'll be next Sunday night, live at 8 o'clock Central Time. So come on back and and join in. Uh, You know, tonight's guest is going to be uh, such a blessing, and it's going to be just a refreshing blessing tonight to hear just some good, solid, uh, biblical-based things that we're going to just talk about and dwell in and marinate in. You know, when you have a a, a good steak that you want to kind of make uh, more tender, you just soak it and let it just marinate all that good stuff in for sometimes an hour or two, sometimes overnight. And then it just makes it so tender and juicy. Sometimes our heart gets hardened uh, with what this world has done to us. And let me tell you, <laughs> I could write a book or two, and I have, on what life has handed to me. And my heart, I try to keep it soft. And the only way to do that is to marinate it in good stuff. And it ends up becoming uh, pliable again, and it soaks up all that good stuff. So tonight, sit back, maybe grab a piece of paper and an ink pen. Uh, You may want to even grab your Bible tonight. And sit back and just relax and take all this in. If you want to get involved in the conversation, 888-627-6008. And TJ is right there, ready to answer the phone at BBS Radio. And he will patch you right on through immediately. And we won't even uh, check you out or vet you. We're just going to just bring you on and say, hey, what's your question tonight? But I always like to, before we bring the guest on, just kind of share with you about something that's going on in my world. And um, 
I think that this week I've learned that people are absolutely capable of amazing things. So I want to look at you tonight and make sure we're making eye contact. You are capable of doing miraculous things. It's in you. But nobody can get you to realize that potential. Not me, not our guest tonight. The only person that can get you to realize that potential is you. And I want you to be able to tap into that. Don't overlook that. The growth that is required, though, in order to reach that potential means that every now and then you have to be uncomfortable. Every now and then you're going to have to go through a speed bump. And I have a feeling tonight uh, our guest is going to tell you not just speed bumps, speed hills, <laughs> speed <laughs> that she's had to deal with. Uh, and this discomfort comes from those challenges in life. And when you encounter a challenge, you can either either curl up in a ball and lay on the floor and feel miserable for yourself and feel sorry for yourself and throw the biggest pity party that you ever wanted to have. Or you can turn around and stare that challenge in the eye and run towards it with everything and all your might that you have inside of you. And you already know this, that in your life, you've overcome and handled challenges. And the result was always growth. Always growth. You put a seed in the hard ground, and you can water it. But once that seed starts to sprout, the only thing that's going to cause it to grow more is storms, is rain, to fall on it. And in that, it starts growing even more. We are exactly the same way. But let me tell you, since we're going to be on more of the religious vein tonight, there's a verse that's found in Jeremiah 29, 11, that is absolutely one of my favorites. And it goes like this, for I know the plans that I have for you. Says Greg, no. Says Sarah, no. Says the Lord. So that means that he has a plan just for you. My problem becomes when I want to hand my plans up to him and say, sign off on this, God. Can you not do this for me? When he says, wait, put those down and let me drop this in your lap. Do this because I already have the plan for you. And that plan, listen to the rest of the verse, plans to hurt you? No, plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you, and this is what our, our show is all about, hope and a future. Write that one down. That'd be an awesome verse for this week. It'd be an awesome verse for this year. Jeremiah 29. 11. Strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you once thought that you couldn't do. Learning from that and growing from that. And you know, I've never met, and think about it, see if you have too. I don't believe I've ever met a strong person in my life that's had an easy past. The strongest people that I have met 
the people that I admire the most in my life, the people that I hold up and really respect are the ones that have gone through hell and back and they're still smiling and they go, look, not even a hair singed. I don't even smell like smoke. And they have that strength and determination to keep on keeping on and doing what they are called to do. And if you continue to carry the bricks from your past, you're going to end up building the same house over and over and over. So tonight, when you listen to the stories of our guest, put the past and those bricks behind. Pick up new ones and build a house that's going to be able to hold the miracle and the worth and the value and the champion that you truly are. People around you is so important. And the people that you allow to be in your inner circle are so important. I'm just about done, so hang with me. Don't fall asleep. If you stick with the wrong person long enough, they're going to convince you that your flowers are weeds. If you stick with the wrong person long enough, they're going to devalue you. It's time to cut the ties. It's time to surround yourself with positive people, people that take you in the direction that you are worthy of and that you're wanting and dream about. And you go, if only I could get there. Well, surround yourself people that will help you. And tonight's guest has an awesome website to go in there to start drinking from that well. Last thought, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what I had on my mind. That's what I wanted to share with you. But look at me. I guarantee you, you have it inside of you. Now let's just draw from it and hang on to it. Tonight's guest tonight, I am honored. And I have to be, and I just told her, we've just met just on the on the screen, just on Zoom, on the radio, just shortly, a few minutes ago. And I have to say, I have to confess, I've been reading your website, and the website is Proverbs 31 Mentor. And it's a website basically for women, but men, don't be afraid to get on there because you can get a lot, a lot of information from it. Sarah Ann Good is perfectly is a perfectly imperfect wife, and I love how she put that, and a mother, and is thankful for the saving grace of the Lord. And when she's not busy caring for her, her two special needs children, she also enjoys studying God's word, journaling. And that's where I get a lot of wisdom from my journaling is on her side. And spending time with authentic friends. This is going to be a good program. She's passionate about equipping women to live an abundant life. And she is the founder, creator, and writer of Proverbs31Mentor.com. It is my pleasure and honor to welcome to our program, Sarah Ann. Good evening, Sarah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you so much for having me. I am so thrilled to be here with you tonight. Well, this is an honor. I'm so glad you accepted the invitation. And uh, I think sometimes people think I'm crazy when I, I offer to, to bring people on. But when I follow people, I'm thinking, hey, if I'm getting fed from this website, other people will too. So I don't want to bring people on just to fill a spot. I 
search out and look for people like you that's doing the work and say, hey, would you share with us what that means to you? So I, I it's an honor. Thank you for accepting the invitation of being here. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. I already feel like we're already old friends. So yeah, it's like just that. fabulous. I know, I know, I know, I know. Thank you so much. Well, you got your you got your coffee, you got your drink, you're ready to go? Well, it's nine o'clock here. And if I drink up if I drink coffee, I'm gonna be awake all night. But I do have my bottled water handy. Okay, so. that works. I am awake all night, so it doesn't matter. I, I'm not drinking That's coffee. Right. I'm drinking diet mountain dew. So that oh my goodness. Yes. I'll tell you what, this first thing out of the shoot. Proverbs 31 Mentor, M-E-N-T-O-R dot com. Where in the world did you come up with that as your title? I mean, you had to sit down and think about, pray about, consider, and it's kind of like naming one of your children. Uh, Why did I name them this? Why did you come up with Proverbs 31? What's that mean to you? Oh, that's a great question. I First of all, you're right. I did pray about that for a long time. But I got to tell you that I actually tried to run from that title because the the name Proverbs 31 mentor just feels grand and like large because that verse outlines what a godly woman um, should look like and kind of gives some specifics about a godly woman. But at the same time, I felt almost unqualified because I consider myself a work in progress Christian. And that's who, like my heart is for those women who long to live on mission for the glory of God, but need a little extra help to get there. You know, if you have been in church for a while, maybe you have those godly mentors in your life that you think, wow, if only I could be a prayer warrior like her or dive deep into my Bible like this person. But yet, in reality, sometimes sometimes we feel ill-equipped that, you know, we're supposed to live a godly Christian life. And sometimes we need a little helping hand to, to help us get there. And so that's what I love to do, as I love, because I consider myself, you know, perfectly imperfect. I love to walk alongside women and just encourage them and equip them to know God's word so they can go out and live God's word. You know, one of the things I I appreciate about your website, and I've been on every page and I I read it frequently, there's a lot of things I read every week, and I make sure I'm at least on yours once a week, but um, is that it doesn't matter if you are a seasoned saint and you've been a Christian for 85 years and you're just looking for motivation to get through a day, or if you're not even a believer and you're just kind of experiencing and thinking about and wondering about, you have something on your site for everybody. And is that deliberate? Yes. I really and truly, um, when I first started, I got a lot of questions about, you know, I just became a Christian. I'm not really sure what to do. What is the Bible all about? I get questions from people who are searching. How do I have a personal relationship with Jesus? And then I have those people who are, I have an, a, a, faithful follower who's 80 years old and she just loves the Lord and has been savoring Jesus her whole life. And so I have such a wide variety that my goal is just to tell people that no matter where they're at, 
that God will, God is with them and walks with them and God has a plan for them. And then God wants them to grow that that first step of salvation and becoming accepted and adopted into God's family is really just the beginning that there is so much more. There's an abundant life in Christ when you not just put your faith in him, but when you learn to dive deep and learn what a personal relationship with him is all about. That, that's that's amazing. That's that's awesome. Now, when you open your eyes in the morning, you're laying there in bed. Go, oh, no, I got to get the 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 kids ready. I got to get breakfast done. I got to get you know whatever it is. What is it that motivates you that you're passionate about? That before you, your feet ever touch the floor when you get out of bed, I want to make sure before I get back in this bed tonight that I do my best ability to accomplish this. What would that passion be for you? For me, it's my time in the word. Um, I sit in the dark with a cup of coffee and my phone flashlight. It's so glamorous. You know, I mean, it's just what every, you know, Instagram, Instagram worthy quiet time should be. Right. But I know that without the word of God, like truly I am nothing. I am not a good wife. I am not a good mother. I'm a homeschool mom now. And so my goal is to feed my soul with the words of God, because I know that he anchors me and keeps me grounded and he keeps me moving forward. And so once I've done that, it's kind of like, well, the rest, the rest is all gravy. <laughs> but after that, it's the kitchen sink and then homeschooling my son. Those are my things. <laughs> So what what is it? Because I, I don't think we could walk up and down the streets. And what what state are you located in, sir? I'm in Georgia. You're in Georgia. Wonderful, beautiful state. Uh, you can walk up and down Georgia, uh, the town that you're in. I could walk up and down the streets here in Houston at the medical center that's behind me and ask 99 people uh, that same question. Hey, what what's the first thing you want to accomplish tomorrow? And majority would say, I want to get a promotion. I want to buy a new car. I want more money. Why is your response the word of God? How did you drop the anchor on that as being without question the first place I go? Why is that so important to you? Well, truthfully, I learned the hard way. Um, I came to know the Lord when I was 15 years old and um, walked with the Lord for, you know, through young adulthood, met my husband in church and But honestly, I was what most people would consider a lukewarm Sunday Christian. I would grace the doors of the church on Sunday just to walk out. And that closed my Bible once I left and it sat on a shelf for the rest of the week. And truthfully, there were many times where I was scrambling, looking for my Bible to go to church the next Sunday. And that was just kind of it. My faith was very compartmentalized and it was something that I did and I loved the Lord, but it was very connected for me, disconnected from the rest of my life until my life kind of fell apart. Mm. Um, When I was 27 years old, my husband was diagnosed with cancer and then he was diagnosed with cancer again a year and a half later. And we had been married for a year and a half. And truthfully, it just kind of floored us both. And, you know, we turned to the Lord at that time And then once he was healed and was in remission, we went about our life. You know, we were great. It was time to start a family. Well, because of our cancer, because of his cancer treatments, we were never able 
to have children of our own. So we walked through seven years of infertility and heartache and in which crying out to God, Lord, I believe you've called me to be a mother. This is a desire you've put inside me, yet I'm broken. And I'm so hurt that, you know, month after month, this is just something that has become closed for us until I got a call that it was time to pick up a miracle baby at the hospital. Um, I got a call from a friend whose friend had adopted and taken in a homeless couple, homeless by choice, and they chose to just not work. And so they um, took them in to kind of shepherd them as they she was about to give birth with her daughter. And they were looking for a family and she was looking for someone to be able to take her baby in just a few weeks. So we got a call about a baby and adopted a baby within a month. Wow. <laughs> and I people ask and say, what kind of agency did you go through? I say God's agency because it was a complete and total miracle. And I should also mention that my husband was out of work at the time. And so he was playing some sweepstakes on Better Homes and Gardens um, website, which is so funny to me now. But the Lord allowed him to win $5,000, which was the exact amount that we needed to pay for the adoption of our daughter. And it's just like an amazing God story, how God brought beauty from ashes. But yet that is not the end of our story. Um, we were then able to adopt her brother a year and a half later when he was born. And it turns out that both of the children have special needs. And um, so my daughter has severe autism and has very limited verbal skills. And um, she lets us know the things that she wants, cookies and cakes, those important things. Um, but I came to really have a rock solid faith one morning when my daughter was screaming, she was almost bald because she had pulled her hair out and my son was crying on the floor as well. And I grabbed my Bible and I said, Lord, I have always heard that hope is found here. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to read. So he directed me and opened up to the first Psalm and I started reading and I read through each Psalm a day after that. And that filled my soul with such joy and such peace that I didn't stop. And that little tiny habit became a habit that has transformed my entire life and has given me hope among insurmountable odds. Well, what a story. And, and I want to, I want to take a step back and drill yeah. a little deeper if I could. Sure. Absolutely. I, you, you was, you indicated that your husband got cancer and then got it again and you got over it and he was, he received the healing went through mission. He's mm -hmm. there had to be darkness, dark days, times that you held each other and times that you were alone in that dark room saying, God, why me? How did you get through that before you knew to go to the word, like you're saying now that you experienced with your children? What got you thinking and knowing that that was going to be the answer to being able to maintain some type of sanity and normalcy in the middle of a storm? 
Oh, absolutely. I would cry every single day on the way to work. Um, I was a teacher at the time and I just cried. I had a 40 minute drive and I just sobbed and I listened to worship music. And even though I didn't dive deep into the Bible, I still had a personal relationship with the Lord. And so I still prayed and asked for I asked for it to be taken away. I asked for complete and total healing in Jesus name because we were young. And then I asked the Lord to show me what was the point of all this? Because there had to be a point (laughs) to all of the suffering and the hardship. And the funny thing is, is that I've learned throughout all these, these situations is that oftentimes God, he's not quick to answer. Have you ever found that where, you know, we want this instant answer. I want, I want to pray, you know, like I call them popcorn prayers. You know, we pray these prayers and expect that they're going to be answered right away. Yet God has a perfect time to everything. And God is slow to reveal himself um, to his plan in certain, certain situations. But yet God is quick to provide hope and hardship if you just call on him. And so in that season of my life, I was not a very um, great Christian. I really and truly wasn't. And so, but I didn't have to be. That's the beauty of Jesus is that he meets us where we are, as we are, and we don't have to clean ourselves up to come to him. We can just say, I am broken right now and I need you to hold me. And he will. What kind of wisdom do you have for me and everybody that's listening right now that during those times when we say those drive through prayers and that means, Lord, I've ordered it. I'm going to drive to the next window and pick it up. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, But when God says, hey, wait, you can order it, but you're going to have to wait in the slow lane for a week, a month, a year. And I'm watching you. What kind of wisdom did you learn during that time of no, yes, no, no? The answer was not yet. Mm-hmm. What, what, what wisdom do you have for us how to get through those stages? Don't give up hope, not in your situation, but in who God is. Oh. Once you eclipse and like change your mindset of the fact that your eyes are totally on your own situation and you focus on who he is, oh my goodness, that changes everything. Because there you realize that we deserve nothing. I mean, I deserve, you know, I deserve to be eternally separated from him because I'm a sinner. But at the same time, God has poured his grace and mercy on me. And when I remember that, that helps you through the darkness and that most importantly, this is not the end of the story. God's story goes beyond the temporary. God's story goes beyond right now. And he has a place for all of us who accept him as Lord and Savior of his life in heaven with him. And so when we focus on that, that changes everything. That We don't have to be so focused on the hardship. You know, I think there's a perfect story that just came to my mind in the Bible of when Jesus was out doing his work away from uh, his hometown and his friends' places to visit. 
uh, he got word. And I don't know how you get word when you're out in those biblical days. I don't know if it came on a via text of a, you know, I don't know how that works. But anyway, he got word uh, that, hey, one of your best friends is really sick and almost dead. And he said, okay. And it took him several days to get back. And when he got back, they met him at the at the property line and said, Jesus, you're too late. He's already dead. You could have prevented this. Why wasn't you here? And he cried. He wept, not because Lazarus was dead, was because he saw the lack of, do you not know who I am? Now, because of my perfect timing, you're not going to just see a healing. You're going to see something miraculous. I'm going to raise him from the dead. Absolutely. Do you believe this? Mm. And they did, but they believed it in the resurrection, in the new world. They didn't believe it right then. And can you imagine being there when he just said his name? Mm. How powerful. <laughs> and then... Him walk out of that that cave, bound up. Mm. That to me, that perfect timing's everything. Did during that time was you one of those characters in that story when you go, God, why can't you just take care of this? Did you have that same kind of come on, come on? Absolutely, and there yeah. have been many times. There have been many times since then where I've questioned God and I've yeah. said, God, I don't understand. And, you know, and there are times I've been angry. There are times where I've just been so frustrated that I'm like, you could fix this, but you don't. Why not? And he, all he just says is that, number one, he can take my anger. That God is not a God who is not afraid for you to bring your real questions. Mm. He's like, come to me. I can handle them. And what he wants to do is he wants to use your brokenness for his glory. And that is something that is not an easy place to learn and not an easy thing to learn when your life does not look at all like what you thought. Like, you know, when you think that you have life like, oh, I have, like you said earlier, my plan for my life. I had my plan for my life and it looks nothing like the life I'm living today. But at the same time, God is going to give you his purpose and his plan for his life. And let me tell you right now, even throughout the hardships, I can honestly say that that plan for my life is so much better than the life that I had planned because wow. I have gotten to walk with God hand in hand. And I know what it's like to hold fast to an anchor that is beyond what I would have ever experienced. There is a depth to me and to my relationship with the Lord that has been transformed because of the road of hardship that I've walked. Wow. We're going to take a first commercial break. This is so deep and so good. And on the other side of this break, Sarah, I want to dig inside the brain of yours of what I try to get from you in on your website. And that's one word that I truly believe in. I want you to share with me every thought you have about it. And the word is journaling and what the importance of journaling, because I love journaling and I want you to teach our listeners tonight the importance of it. We're going to talk about that and lots more on the other side of our only commercial break tonight. 
888-627-6008. If you want to get involved, if you have a question, or you can jump right on the uh, Shattered by the Darkness Facebook page, and there are people there. Love to have you comment there. We'll be right back after the first break. Hang with us. HCI Publishing that brought you the international bestsellers A Child Called It and the Chicken Soup for the Soul series comes the latest book by Dr. Gregory Williams Shattered by the Darkness This book describes the horrific abuse that Dr. Williams suffered at the hands of his father for over 12 years and the damaging effect of keeping everything silent about that abuse for 30 years. If you're looking for that book that you can't put down, then pick up a copy of Shattered by the Darkness by Dr. Gregory Williams at all Barnes & Noble stores, Amazon, and Books A Million. Now, back to Breaking the Silence with Dr. Gregory Williams. Welcome back. I hope you get a chance to get this book. Uh, if you haven't yet, somebody's buying it. It was in the top 100 uh, yesterday, and I don't know why, but somebody's still buying it. It's been out about three years. I uh, would feel free to, to get on and look at that. But to be honest with you, I really want you to hop on Proverbs31Mentor.com and follow, join, subscribe, whatever this social media stuff does, because it's going to help Sarah. Uh, but just uh, follow because you're going to get some good emails every week and things of that order. But um, I, I think I, I don't even know how I came across uh, the website. It probably, chances are, was I was searching for different ideas on how to journal. I love to journal. I have journals sitting around everywhere, just stacks of them. Uh, I mean, more of those goofy people that... Uh, buys journals and then I don't want to write in them because they're too perfect. but uh, I, I do write in the uglier ones yeah. uh, that I save the other ones just for uh, I guess to save I don't know why I'm just crazy like that but how important is journaling to you they've heard my story what about yours and what kind of impact has it had on your relationship and how you deal with life journaling has been so instrumental to me um the funny thing is, like growing up, I was never a diary person. I always thought that was just silly. You know, my goodness, I'm going to look back at what I wrote and this is no, I can't do this. And then when I first started, as I shared, as I started opening up to the book of Psalms and learning about um, the word of God, I started writing scripture and that has been transformative in my word of God in the way that I, in the way that I study the word of God. So there's several different ways that I do journaling. And like I said, one of them is going through and writing, um, writing out scripture. And I love to write even just one verse and then look for different things about the verse. Like I lo- love to, well, some of my favorite websites are biblehub.com or blueletterbible.com because you can do a word study and get to the root of the word and compare the different texts. So, so you're, talking about, you're talking about verse mapping? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like ver- verse That's mapping. That's probably how I came up with you because I'm getting into that. I love verse mapping. And so I found that journaling is a great way for that. Um, it's also a wonderful way to write down my favorite scriptures. I have several notebooks that I kind of collect scriptures, as I call it, where I'll write down, here's a section where I wrote verses about joy, or I came across a verse about hope and I want to write it down. And so I call it like a hope journal that anytime when I'm walking through a season of darkness, yes, my Bible is wonderful and fabulous. But here I have my own like personalized collection of my favorite verses, verses that the Lord has done amazing things in my life through these verses that I can just look at whatever I need. And then also don't forget prayer journaling. Oh, oh. my goodness. Do you do that? Yes, yes absolutely. I love it. I love it. It's just such a great way. Then once you're done to look back and see God's faithfulness, how far he's brought you, how many prayers that he's answers, what you're still praying for. Journaling is one of my favorite things. Now, I have to ask you a question. Do you use colors in your journaling? Absolutely. (laughs) I have marking pens in every color, marking pen, every Sharpie that's available and purchased. (laughs) And I have all these different, you know, different. Absolutely. I love it. I never do anything in one color. It's all I know. I love I know. that. I know. My husband said, oh, my goodness, is this for the kids? And I'm like, no, it's no. for me. It's like mom has her own personal journaling things. And I have to th- have things that are color coded. And, um, you know, there's something therapeutic, too, and about that creative outlet that is very healing when you're going through a hard time and trauma about putting color and then paper together, even if you're not artistic. And I'm not at all. Um, there's just yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I love doing that. And uh, matter of fact, I have right there on my recliner uh, a new Bible verse map, a Bible verse mapping Bible. Ooh. And you open up the whole Bible has tells you how to do it through it. It has different things that, and spots for you to be able to journal inside it. And I'm anxious to get uh, working on that. But that that's just great. What um, have you learned in that journaling? Do you ever go back and read like your own? I mean, do you on the dark days? Do you brain dump on those days uh, in the journal? Absolutely. I think it's really important to, um, you know, the Bible tells us to renew our mind. And so one of the way that, you know, there's a variety of ways that you can renew your mind. You know, you could open up your Bible. You could listen to worship music. One of my favorite ways to do that is by going through my journals and looking at God's faithfulness. Because it's like we are as I love that old hymn that says, Um, You know, our hearts are prone to wander. And I think that like the Israelites of old, we forget God's faithfulness. Like I always say that I'm a modern day Israelite because I'm like, God performs a miracle and then I'm forgetful. God performs a miracle and I'm forgetful. And so looking back at what I've journaled, you're like, God, you have brought me so far. You have done amazing things. And not even for what he's done, but for who he is. That when you remember that the way that God is just faithfully walking with you through every storm and every trial, there's hope in that. And there's hope that that's more than beyond what I think our normal brains can comprehend when you're going through a hard time. When you do a new post or a new page, uh, when you started developing and creating and writing your webpage, what I know it was for women. 
But what did you think the women needed and was lacking that this site would fill the gap in? Uh, what was you really pointing towards for them to be able to receive when they log on to your site that they're going to stay on there for a while because you are providing this? What was that? I really feel like there are so many people in the Christian space that provide beautiful, you know, Instagram, social media quotes, and they show like the best of here's me with my perfect selfie right in front of my Bible. And it's like, I think that when we take that away, real life is not like that. And that I think people long for realness. They yeah. long for compassion. They long for empathy and they long to see that my goal is to be a friend walking with them in that I am on this journey through life every bit as much as they are. You know, we have these ups and these downs and these hardships. And my through my relationship with the Lord, that's the only reason that why I've been able to do anything that I have. But yet I want them to know that they're they're not alone and that they don't have to be perfect, that. I think so often Christianity is painted as pretty when it really should be the picture that we're just a symbol of grace. We're a symbol of grace that God's grace through us allows us to be able to do anything. And they can realize that there's a way to move past shame. They can move past guilt. They can move past all these messy feelings that they have, not because of anything that they've done, but because of who God is. That's great. And the Bible study that you also provide uh, and the different venues that you have on your website, how important is that to make a huge difference in a person's life? That it just isn't something like you was talking about earlier. You throw your, your Bible in the trunk of your car, the next Sunday you try to find it and you can't remember where you put it. But how important is that Bible study of being able to get into the word and get past the gravy to get down to the meat. Absolutely. And honestly, I think that's it's it's everything because it's like I think so many times people think of Christianity as like, oh, I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm good. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm okay. I'm free to live the rest of my life um, as I am. But really and truly, the moment that you become saved is the beginning of a lifelong relationship and it should be about pursuing Jesus for who he is. And I think that so many people look at the Bible and feel like it's hard, it's confusing, it's overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. And so I want to be able to help women move past any of the barriers that they put up, you know, maybe their own guilt, shame, and feelings of inadequacy so they can dive deep into God's word because that is truly where the life is because that's when you get to your faith becomes grounded and rooted in scripture. And then when you know the word, you can go live the word because yeah. God doesn't call us to keep our faith to ourselves. He calls us to the great, the great commission to be able to go out and disciple, make disciples, you know, get your hands dirty, help your neighbor in Jesus's name. And then when you know the word, then you can share it with others. Well, if somebody's listening and they're going, "Hey, wait! I, I've never, I've never done this before." You, you mentioned quiet time. You, how, how, what, what kind of wisdom do you have of what's an important maybe process to begin a well, quiet time if you never had one? Absolutely, and I want to say that there is no shame 
forever wanting to start, regardless of how long you've been a Christian, just yeah. start. Um, I have a resource on my website at Proverbs31Mentor.com. That's actually, it's called Spiritual Growth Jumpstart. And it is a seven day, like basically challenge to encourage you that walks you through the steps or it gives you some bite-sized Bible study um, readings to read. It gives you some prayer and journaling prompts, and it gives you some basic tools so that you can take this, start a quiet time of your own, and then go ahead and go on. But I'd say if you've never read the Bible before, pick it up and start. God will meet you there. I like to start in the Gospels because I think learning about the life of Jesus is such a powerful, such a powerful way to start. And it's very it's often a more easier to understand. And a lot of people, if they start at Genesis and they try to work their way through, they get lost some, you know, somewhere in the messy Old Testament. And then they think, oh, I, this Bible study is not for me. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Just do it. Yeah, judges, judges are going to kill you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how, how do you, when, when you throw out a word like purpose, how do you find what your purpose is in life? Because you shared with us your your trials, your storms. Um, has that given you a new insight of what you were created for now? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I believe that the enemy can what what the enemy is meant for pain. God can turn around for his yeah. purpose and your glory. Say that for again. His glory, not your glory, for his glory. And so oftentimes when when trauma happens, when life falls apart and you're not really sure your next step, hit your knees and pray. That is step number one is I was reading in Matthew 11 this week and it says, come to me, all you mm -hmm. who are wearied and I will give you rest. And I was just impacted by the words, come to me. Because our step, our first step for doing any of these things is coming to Jesus, is that he meets us there, but we have to do our part to come to him. And so definitely seek him. Um, and when you're praying for your purpose, I always say that like it's your talents or your talents and what the passions that God is giving you in your spiritual gifts all kind of align into your purpose for God's glory. So you might love to bake. And like my, I always use the example of my mother-in-law. She's an amazing baker. And um, my mom too. And they're, these two women, are they love to bake. And so I encourage my mother-in-law, maybe you should start a ministry, a baking ministry, because she didn't want to eat it all. So I'm like, you start a start a baking ministry where you can use the talents that God is giving you and then with an avenue to be able to share the gospel for him. And I think so often people think, you know, my purpose in life really are all of us as believers, our, our main goal is to know God and to follow after God, no matter what we do, whether it's that looks like a career in something, whether it's just a hobby that, that you're talking about, is to know God and then to make him known. And that's God's will for all believers, is that we pursue him first, and then the rest he will reveal over time. Wow. And the, and the Matthew 11 verse is so important because that come unto me, what 
the world tells us, what the devil tries to get us to do is get your schedule more more filled. Start doing more stuff. If you're not happy and you don't know what's happening in your world and you need to get close to God, just stay busier. Keep getting busy. And it's like, wait. And what's that do? It just fractions us off to the laser point that Christ wants us. So when he says, hey, if you want rest, don't do more and assume that you're going to earn it. All you have to do is come to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so important. So in that process, when the devil is trying to mess us up and keep us busy so we can be fractioned off all these different locations, how important is it for us to have a good handle on time, on our calendar, on our day, and management of that time? You have wisdom on that too, do you not? Absolutely. I actually just released a couple of weeks ago, a workshop called the make account workshop where I walk women through how to um, pray for God's will in their life, how to know their purpose. And then I really believe it boils down to knowing where you're headed, knowing whose you are and knowing your identity in Christ. So then you're able to go out and then have um, create room and space in your life through simple time management um, strategies so that then you're able to go and live it out. I feel like so often, you know, people have these grand plans of what they want with their life, but then they don't know how to get there. And ultimately, because they're trying to, like you said, do way too many things. And instead, if they would just slow down, figure out who they are in Christ, where God wants them. And then small, tiny steps to where they need to be. How do you decide, discover what your values are to be able to make that process work? Absolutely. Honestly, I've found that through a lot of prayer and that knowing whose you are again, once you know your identity in Christ, once you know that Christ has died for you and that you are a new creation in him. You were bought with a price and that you know that your life no longer belongs to you. That kind of changes everything because then you can filter the rest of your life through the gospel and your identity in Christ and then make small, simple changes towards towards where God has you to be. You know, I, I like the uh, I don't even know where I, I wrote it in some book. I, I can't remember what or where. But I had I used the illustration of a coffee filter, mm-hmm. and you know we I, I I'd like for my life to be that to go through that coffee filter and all the junk that's left in the coffee filter you don't digest that that stuff that gets to be thrown away yeah, it was there for a reason so so the coffee can come through and get it the taste it needs to be but sometimes I stay up inside the filter and want to keep digesting those and, and God keeps telling me Greg. That's trash now. It doesn't glorify me. It's not going to benefit you. And at least in my world, it helps no one else that you're going to come across on in a day. How does that process in you? And do you have that purpose in life now to make sure you are making one person's life better than what it was yesterday? Absolutely. Um, One of the things that I've started doing um, is 
in my quiet time. So I'll go through and I'll have my Bible study, you know, do some journaling and prayer. I love to have written out what God has called me to. I love to every day, every morning, renew my mind. Because when I keep that front and centered, that allows me to keep going and to remind me what God has called me to. And because a lot of times, you know, here we are in January with the New Year's resolutions and the things that are kind of, you know, it's easy to push those things aside. But when you're laser sharp focused on what God has called you to, and you renew your mind with it every day. And I love to personally choose a scripture or um, a word of the year. This year, my word is surrender um, oh. and surrendering to Christ and just keep those front and center, whether it be in your planner or in with your quiet time and journaling things, keep those things so that every day, and it takes 30 seconds to look over what you've written, that keeps you grounded. And that helps you plan your life accordingly because you're able to say yes to certain things or no to certain opportunities because they don't line up with where God has called you. And so you're able to then discern how to spend your time, how to budget your resources, whether it be time or or monetary resources, because you're living what you're supposed to, you're supposed to, you know, you're, you know what you're supposed to do and you're doing it. And you know, if it doesn't line up, eliminate it, right? Absolutely. I'm a big fan of simple. I actually may be one of the most simple people <laughs> because I just, I've learned that the extra and the excess doesn't make for a healthy life. It doesn't make for a healthy spiritual life. It doesn't make for, you know, a healthy home life when you're so busy managing things that you can never make headway on anything. I tell you what, sir, I, I can't tell you thanks enough for being with us tonight and sharing with us your wisdom and for your ministry, for your website. And if people want to get on that website, I want to make sure they hear it one more time. Write this down, folks. Uh, how would they best get in touch with you if they even want to connect with you through that website? What would it be? Sure. It's Proverbs31Mentor.com, M-E-N-T-O-R.com. And on the front, uh, on the homepage, you can find um, that free spiritual growth jumpstart that I was talking about. And um, yeah, I would love to connect with you. I really would. Fantastic. If there's ever any time you want to be back on the program, if you have another resource that you want people that you think I want to be watching you anyway, I, I read uh, every week what, what you put on there and just kind of dig a little bit. And it's a good, great website. So thank you for providing that ministry uh, for women and some of us men, too. That You're not the you. only man. Don't worry. <laughs> I was hoping thank not. Thank you so but, much for having me. It has been a delight to chat with you tonight. Well, thank you. And take care of Georgia Force and your kids and your husband. And tell them I've said thank you for sharing you uh, with us this evening. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Take care. Okay. I tell you what, uh, my phone is, uh, and I want to let people that, that have texted me, saying, hey, they need to talk. I'll get back with you just as soon as I'm off the radio program tonight. And uh, I'll be reaching out to you and talking with you this evening. But as Sarah has mentioned, uh, I always like to uh, talk about hope as we end the, end the hour. No matter what you've gone through this week, no matter what you've gone through in the past, now's the time, to, I really believe, especially these first couple uh, weeks of the year, to sit back and stand firm and go, okay, What's going on around me? How can I get through this? And I want to let you know, and I want to give you some advice that you may not take or you may. Give God a chance. Give Christ a chance to make a difference in your life. And I honestly believe 
you'll never regret it. But I know without a doubt in my life, as surely as I'm sitting here, there's always hope. Always, always hope. And never give up on that. Thank you for being with us tonight. Keep strong, keep in the faith, and keep in the word. And we'll see you next week for another live edition of Breaking the Silence, live from Houston. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Good night. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence with Dr. Gregory Williams. To contact Dr. Williams, dial 832-396-6525 or email him at shatteredbythedarkness at gmail.com. And don't forget to join us each Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Pacific on BBS Radio Station 1 for the next episode of Breaking the Silence. Thank you.